0: Welcome to the Mystical Motherhood Podcast. This is Pritam and my my guest today is named Jaguar Woman. And I interviewed her to have a personal session, but then to also understand what she offers as a healing for the womb and for women conceiving and for women in general who are struggling to have a child or wanting to heal their womb area. She went through a near-death experience and came out as an entirely new consciousness. A jaguar entered her and she knew, no longer knew who her past self was. And so she explains this story and she explains how she uses ancient healing technology of the herbs to help women, women clear themselves. She's amazing woman has a lot of energy and her website is called the lighthouse vibration. And you can find her on Instagram at Jaguar womb. And, and it's all in my notes. She's a multidimensional healer, artist, medicine, woman, and visionary mother of the lighthouse vibration. She's an intuitive herbalist ancestral channel and an amazing teacher holding the mother earth vibration. She does something called tea sessions where the jaguar comes through her, which is, uh, I, I interpret as a shaman healer and provides an herbal remedy that will heal you. And I thought her story was absolutely amazing. And I had to interview her for this podcast so that you guys can know that there's all kinds of healings out there. And there's all kinds of ways to approach fertility, motherhood, Um, birth and uh, a woman and from alchemy to paganism to um, herbalism there's all um, all types of healers and i think that there's no one path though i always talk about kundalini yoga and alchemy here you have to kind of test into these different paths to see how many powerful women there are on the planet and how much they have to offer so we go deep into her story, and we talk about what she is creating for women on the planet. If you want to learn more about my books, please go to mysticalmotherhood.com, or you can email me at mysticalmotherhood at gmail.com for a private session. If you liked this podcast, please leave a star rating. I appreciate it. Thanks.
1: I'll tell you my story. Okay, so I'm a jaguar woman. My birth name is Blavon Natasha Caesar. And um, I essentially was finishing my master's in poetry. Um, And I had just flown to LA because my master's is from um, University in Los Angeles. And I was living in Madison, Wisconsin. But then I won this award for this poem um, about Guyana, my father's country. I just had an interesting conversation with my mom. because I'm in this phase of, like, I'm calling in, like, my womb temple, where, like, it's, like, my ashram frequency, where I, like, can ground down. And then all the women can just, like, come to me. Because the work I've been, like, going out, I go out, I go out, I go here, I go there. And then now even um, I'm in this space, I'm, like, broadcasting out. And I realize, oh, here it's, like, oh, you need, like, that one place that you can, like, build up the frequency in there and make the womb portal, like, come down to planet Earth. So that's essentially what I feel um, the calling is, is like that to pull that intergalactic frequency like down into the roots of mother earth and like up to like complete this like circle of energy. And um, that's essentially the lighthouse vibration. Um, it's a similar frequency that I find in the Kundalini work. It's like a similar frequency of like the intergalactic and the root like meeting in the body, that womb vibe. but. Um,
0: that's really interesting you're saying that because I was traveling probably my whole life and just this like couple of last six months, I kept hearing you need to settle down and, and p- create roots and then allow everything to come to you.
1: Yes. It's part of the whole shift in um, the, and it is essentially when you think about it, it's an actual phase in the creation cycle when you nest, right? when you nest in the pregnancy and it's like you get big, 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 it's like bup, 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 and then you have to like ooh, go down because then like something big's about to happen. Like something you got to like, like ground in and get ready. And that's when you in your mind, you start like thinking about like, okay, like what's baby's room going to look like and do this, you like putter around, you like want to be like inside more. That's like right when the baby's going to come, you know? So I do feel this like new earth energy building and I'm intrigued by it all. But yes, so I'm a poet. I was walking down the street and in Madison, Wisconsin, and a woman um, passed out with her foot on the gas. She was speeding. So she, well, she was fast. So she was going faster, faster, faster. Luckily, because of the speeding, cops are already following her. And she hit a car that was, she was going the wrong way down a one-way street. On this street, State Street in Madison, it's close to University of Wisconsin, Madison, um, which is like, a big um, location in my chart. You know, I do my astro cartography and my parents did graduate school there. And then I went back there and it's where I had, it's where I had this death experience. But so I'm on State Street, she hits a car. Then that pops open her hood and she hits me. I'm on foot. I was coming out of this bus, walking down the street. And that's my last memory. The rest of that is just the police report, what it says, you know? So then apparently she scooped me up Trapped me under the hood and kept going because she still passed out. And she goes through this cozy restaurant. It's a restaurant on the corner. And then she hits a woman in there who's eating and pins that woman to the wall. And then I fly. And then they see where my body flies. And one of the co- paramedics, the um, cops, was like obsessed with me. She would like come visit me all the time, like for a year afterwards, because um, she like saw the whole thing. And I think her mind was like what what just happened (laughs) And like how is this woman alive she saw me fly and she's the one who told me there's video of it all um because the cop cars are falling she's like there's video i used i was trying to petition for the madison police department give me that video they were like very resistant i want to see me die (laughs) (laughs) they were like we're concerned what was
0: the date of this
1: may 26
0: 2010. okay So right before the 20, if if everyone is listening, 2011 and 2012 were the awakening times on the planet. And if you didn't go through it then, you may be going through it now. But it's, you know, many of us started then. At least I did. Yeah.
1: So many of those who are in my life now, and you know how when that stuff happens, it's like friendship circle clear out. Yeah. You, know? like, <laughs> totally.
0: you don't even know your past life. You don't know. Yeah.
1: It's like activate. So like, I mean, with me, it was just extra dramatic, and I think um, I always say like my higher self is like a really fabulous theatrical gay man like who was constructing my reality. It was like very like, <laughs> it's like yeah. with ultimate drama, we will teach her this lesson. <laughs> so that's, uh, um, And I don't, I, mean, I don't mind it. I love theater and I was um, writing ironically or intriguingly or satirically, or I don't know, or metally I was writing the poet, the, the, I was getting a thesis in poetry. So my master's thesis was this three part poem, body, mind, spirit. The story of this brown woman pregnant and crossing a border from the brown land to this like white land and like running from something and like seeking freedom. And in the middle of the desert, she passes out. She miscarries from dehydration. She miscarries this baby. She goes into this liminal state. I was exploring Gloria Anzaldúa and the poetics of the borderland and like the liminal state. She's visited by these seven Aztec goddesses. And in the first phases of the poem, she is unnamed, so it's the journey of this unnamed woman. And then they like give her the name Solalcatl like the Nahuatl for like the song of the dust. And it was called Voces del Polvo, the voices of the dust. Um, and there is this specific area on the border where there's a lot of illegal immigrants crossing from Mexico to the US, but it's also the highest level of danger in that specific area. So it's the least like observed or guarded because it's like, they're gonna die anyway. And I was thinking about that liminal landscape as it whole as the whole the whole land there is like this mass grave of like comings and goings and what is trapped so the woman in the storyline i'm writing this thesis when the car hits me she gets trapped in this liminal state or like they bless her and say you're now the goddess of the liminal space you appear to travelers when they're like when they're like running in between and you can tell them i can guide you back to where you came from, or I can take you to this land where you're going. You can feed them with the breast milk like flowing from your breast, and you can feed them with the water from your tears, because mainly um, the Coyotes lead you through there and you die of dehydration. So I was like in the process of writing this story. Um, and that's why I was even flying back and forth from LA to Madison, and it was this whole thing. Meanwhile, then this car hits me and I like become the woman in my poem. I mean, I wasn't pregnant, but I woke up from the coma and I couldn't read, write, walk, talk. They were like, you're LeVon. I didn't know what a LeVon was. I was like, is that a sandwich? I don't know. It was just like blank slate. So it was an intriguing time when I look back on it now and with the knowledge that I have like, um, well, that was awakened in me and then has been solidified by finding these different paths, you know? So I feel like I went blank And then like I downloaded the blueprint, but then it was like, what's that? And I had to find, you know, various mirrors of represented in all these ancient paths, you know,
0: archetypes.
1: Yes, so this is a
0: part of my book, uh, my third book of how we have to find as we go through the spiritual death, and we redefine who we are. We have to find the spiritual archetypes to help us because we become the God force. We let go of our story. So as we go through, what she's talking about is as we go through our spiritual death and we go through an initiation, like through the desert, which 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 is what Jesus did before you know he died, and 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 his dying on the cross was basically saying, I will i will spiritually die but not very not die my heart will be resurrected and i'll come back on my true path on human history to leave a legacy of love yes and so we need these archetypes as our mirror to create that legacy of love and then we then give the permission for other people to do the same thing through our body
1: yes yes yeah oh yes and it's like so in my blank slate period um is when I've saying, LaVon is dead, I am the jaguar. The first to come through to me was th- this jaguar, and she would come through. So externally, though, what's happening is they're saying, I'm having seizures. Like, in my frequency, what's going on in my reality is this jaguar is coming. Um, and then it goes to, uh, like, I would just, I could see her everywhere, but I, I didn't have the, the so- social awareness to also not articulate that. So I would just openly say like, you know, I was seeing everything. So I was like in between. So I'd be like, you yeah. know, your, grandma's, your grandma's here and she's wanting you're you to- Across the
0: world, you're crossing- Yeah, the, And the, and, the and the world. I
1: would be really thrown that others were not able to perceive that. It seemed- also more dominant and clear to me than the reality that they were so certain of. Yeah, and I don't have the luxury of them saying, well, that isn't true, when it's what's
0: feeling most accurate to me. It's very, and that's so interesting with reading for people is, as, as you awaken, there's so many dimensional fields that are going on. I mean, I can close my eyes and there's fairies in front of my face. Yeah. And, and there, may, there may not be fairies in front of their face. Right. So we're having two different, completely different timelines and different experiences of a reality right. and neither are wrong.
1: Right. No, <laughs> it's what it is. And it's so interesting. And, and what's beautiful about this whole realm, I think that's such a door, is the ability we get, come down here and to dance and play with each other and dance and play with like you within yours and me within mine. And then like the different intersections that are created in the positive and negative space and the art form of just the whole embodiment and the experience of life. It's actually so beautiful. And that's what's so heartbreaking about um, this um, time that we're moving through where we're feeling so alienated by our differences and our differences are what's up. That's like (laughs) the
0: whole point of the game. Um, so it's it's what people will see that in about seven years they're gonna be yeah. they're gonna the heart will that seems soon i don't know i think it will be seven <laughs> i don't i don't know but it feels like it's a you know we're supposed to go into this aquarian age fully within 14. right and if you look at the bible there were seven years of plague
1: so i'm also a minister's daughter so mm-hmm. i was raised um this religion seventh-day adventism i don't know if you know there you I, goes. I, there's I, seven <laughs> yeah seven is a big number um my father is a pastor well now he's more like a theologian and he does different things um he is this intriguing man who i started off in my tangential storyline storytelling um and saying my mom said something interesting to me and she was talking about coming here in her 30s with only three hundred dollars and two children and she was like um so I was talking to her about like my dreams and I was like, I'm gonna do this. And I'm like raising the frequency of the bloodline. I just started like going in on my mom and saying all these things. And um, she was like, um, you feel that what you're going to accomplish is such a big leap, you know? She was kind of checking me like immigrant mommy style. Mm-hmm. She's like, you feel like what you're gonna accomplish is such a big leap. But it was your father who was born in a river in the Amazon basin, right? And who walked every day from the reservation to school that he got into on scholarship because of his brain, you know, in Guyana. And it was your mother who came here with only $300 and no degree. She's like, it was your grandparents who didn't have an education above fourth grade, who all of their children have PhDs. And my family's very academic. they're like, this is how you make it in the white man's world. You better not be an entertainer that would like, they'd rather die.
0: Mm. You better
1: not like performers sing for them, but you can think and you can add your contributions in an academic way and that's like they felt like okay that's their that's their navigational choice that they made this is how we will steer the ship through these waters and that was like really imprinted on my consciousness but yeah it shook me my mom saying that and she was like we made this massive leap in one lifetime from like river to just like the the life that they lead now which isn't one of extravagance but um it was like, it really like shook me to hear that from my mom. Yeah, she's powerful. Um, yeah, so powerful, so powerful. And she's amazing. She's a speech pathologist and um, she does very unique type of research um, um, cataloging. And she's showing that different dialects as they develop. And she started with English as a second language learners, like Spanish speakers. And she made this program called SALSA. All her things are acronyms for something. But showing how their brain is developing learning English and coding it against standard American English. And then she did work in this location, Pimlico, in Baltimore, showing African-American English, how it codes and develops through the brain of the child in a standard program plan, you know, um, just as. Uh, coding it against like standard English, so showing that it's like there is like a consistent development. Um, and then she just got this NIH grant to do um, the same thing in Guyana, my father's country, showing how the different patois languages also like develop in this similar way in the brain um, um, awesome. as compared to standard English. It's very intriguing, but. All of that to show, to talk about just like the cycle of motherhood and like evolving and like the nature of our consciousness and our experience here. Um, So then cut to me going to a blank slate. Um, The jaguar comes through. She would kind of just take me and teach me different things and show me different things. Um, Along the way, I'm doing physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy. My mom showed up, showed up to the hospital she didn't get to me till like maybe a week after everything um they had to identify my body and everything but she came with flashcards. so she was like she's accustomed to head injury so she was like this child will heal her brain she was like came ready she came with like her bag of different brain things to do and it was like right away she was coming coming for me um when i look back now i feel that it was a beautiful state that i was in um but even in a beautiful place if you don't understand where you are You feel trapped and terrified. So there was a period where um, I was like, what's going on in this body thing? How did I get in here and why? It's such a, although I do have the memory of the head opening up and then.
0: You have the memory of the Jaguar entering, you mean?
1: No, of me entering my body. I have the memory of the head of this body.
0: You think that you're a different soul than the
1: original soul in your body? I used to really consistently be like, yes. And then I would say like, LaVon is dead. Um, but I now have softened or like, um, I've like faded the edges of what I'm thinking is happening in reality anyways, because either way, the Levon and the beingness now have an agreement to like you to take the, carry the journey through this here body. And essentially that's what we're all doing. And then now that I've done birth work, even I see women, um, I mainly work with women, but it's like we go through these shamanic rebirthings all the time. Then you come out and you're a new, you're a totally new person. Maybe you didn't have something so dramatic, a storyline as a head injury, but it's like, you're just new. You're just new. And you feel that memory of who you were in a different way. Um, and now I see, I can access the memories of Levan of the body, but it is definitely um, less visceral than what I have experienced and what I would say, like, I'm um, Jaguar woman, you know? Mm-hmm. But I can access it. Sometimes people will stay or I'll still meet somebody and they're like, we were the best friends or whatever. And I'm just like, mm. I don't remember. I love I that. Remember. But in the beginning, people would show up and they'd be like, I'm, I'm so-and-so and I'm your, we have, and they would have all these pictures of us and um, I would be seeing the pictures, but all I would feel was like that they're yeah. Yeah, like
0: Yeah, like don't about, touch them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So those friendships just never could coalesce again. Some one of them was my like a really close cousin. But it's like inside and I, I would
0: start shaking and crying
1: at first and
0: I couldn't so like how to. long did the recovery process take? And then how long did it take for you to get to, you know, understanding to do these womb healings for women? Recovery
1: re, process is ongoing, Preetam Adra. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we've just redefined it and now i'm calling it my spiritual (laughs) path. you know what i'm saying but um i know what you mean i took um i think uh for like a year it's like a wheelchair walker cane and then cane was for a while and then and then i was like i'm free of the cane i started doing all the yoga um but then i fell and then i like went back on the cane um different things like like that so that was about physical maybe one two years but the more psychological nuances of like successfully of, like, having an affect of being present and successfully navigating social situations, that's what's ongoing. Except for that now I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck it, I don't care, because I'm just like living my own reality. But definitely that was a challenge. And initially, that's occupational therapy. They tell you basic things like, this is a toothbrush. You go like this, and then you brush your teeth. And it's like, your body's gonna. Take a shit. Like you would be like, oh, what's going on? Like all of that is new. Um, mm-hmm. It's like a baby and all the reprogramming of showing you pictures, like a mirror. The mirror used to really freak me out. Like, wah! And I'd be like, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> that's you walking
0: by you. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, okay. I love it. I love it. I love the human experience. I and mean, everybody has such a different one. And it's, and it's sort of like you're making it so fun. You know, it's, it's sort of like, okay, you know, we. I mean, I just remember people being like so scared of COVID and all these things we've been going through all these last eight months. I was like, so who cares? What are we gonna do? Just what's the worst that can happen? I mean, the only thing that can happen to me that's be bad is I leave my children. But other than that, like I've done a lot of things on earth already.
1: Right, I think it's interesting when you have this different, when when you've just had like that different storyline and been living a life of questioning and like seeking that secret tribe and that intergalactic notion of not feeling so much like from here, but more feeling like you're here, having an experience of this different place Um, and you said you've been traveling a lot of us like in this light tribe that I'm like oh it's my soul family we've been travelers too I'm I'm a traveler since birth my parents were traveling all around they're like missionaries and preaching and getting degrees different places you know Um, and just also wanting us to have experiences I think they have specifically expressed they didn't want us to grow up and only speak English or they um, didn't want us to grow up in the US and have that experience. They wanted us to be um, international black children. So, and I think that was really part of their whole like ethos. Um, so, but in terms of getting back to the path. So what started happening was um, I've always known about womb steaming because womb steaming now has become kind of like the thing that people seek me out for. But my sessions even are called tea sessions on total energy alignment. I started, so I started kind of getting better, connecting with the work. Then women around me <clears throat> started being like, oh, you seem so much better. Like, you used to be just laying there jeweling, now you're like da, 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 da. Oh. And then they would say, can you help, help me with this? Or just people started, also because I was kind of just like a liminal wandering fairy creature. People would be like, oh, cousin so-and-so had her baby and she's really depressed. Like, go over there and just like take care of the baby. Um, and I'd be like, okay, now go over there, take care of the baby. And then it'd be like, okay, she's cool, now it's time to go. And then it'd be like, um, this other person was like, oh, um, just like, can you come over here? And just typically like a mom, a baby, a woman, a situation, a dynamic. And then I would kind of like, be like, I don't have any money because I, I had no whatever. So they would just like get me to them, take care of me while I was there. And I would like putter around, putter around. I started being like, spirit, like, what am I doing in life? And they're like, you know, you're the lighthouse vibration. Notice the similarities in all of these situations. You're working with the women, with fertility. You're giving them the plants. Um, I just would always know what to do with the plants. I'd be like, she needs
0: some mugwort for this, you know? Um, do you know what the lighthouse symbol means? Do you know that that's a- goddess Isis? Do you know that, do you- have you connected with goddess Isis yet? Well, I'm a in the sense that I'm a kemetic yoga
1: initiated teacher which is a very specific um they're very specific uh kemetic yoga is this um kemet is the black land mm. and sihira is this man who went to Egypt and he traveled and tapped into the Medu Neter, the Egyptian hieroglyphs mm-hmm. and the movements and raising, um, awakening the melanin and the African consciousness. And I think he only teaches black people these initiations. Um, and I went through like a series of trainings with him, like for a period of time, I have this space, um, but there are specific assets, they call ISIS asset, mm-hmm. but there are postures, movements that you do um, to awaken your ISIS,
0: mm-hmm. potentially. Yeah, because she's wow. the birther. She's the genetic engineer of humanity, in my opinion.
1: Right, I agree with that.
0: <laughs> I agree with that, but I don't know about the lighthouse symbol. What do you mean? That's her. That's one of her symbols of like who she is. It's the lighthouse. Is ISIS? I
1: didn't know
0: that. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, she has many symbols, but right, right, right. That's one created for her. Is ISIS and and Hermetic knowledge. Huh, and I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, now you know.
1: That's interesting, but obviously I did know that.
0: <laughs> so then you do these you do these womb healings and And what do women get from these? And how do they, when they're trying to conceive or is it when they're pregnant or when- Well, the session is a tea session because essentially what started happening is
1: like, so everybody's coming to me, they're doing these things and I start saying like, okay, I'm just gonna like charge them for these interactions. Okay, cool, blah, blah, blah. It's like, what's essentially happening is I'm with her. She starts talking and then the download will come and it will be like, Nettles, mugwort, Basil, lavender, rosemary, cascara, pinch of salt, right? And now I'm going to be like, okay, how do I get these herbs into this woman's body? There's like just certain ways you can get herbs into a woman's body. She can drink it as a tea, then it'll like go in the frequency of that alchemy, you know, because the plants have their own electrical frequency. So you put them together in a certain way, it's alchemy, then you create a formula, you know? How do I integrate this into her field? And so, and it'll be like, I'm looking at her and then there's like, oh, it's like lavender, mug war, mother war. It's like holes in her auric field, right? So then um, and it would just it would happen with stronger with a womb with with a body holding a womb in it. So um, first I would start doing the tea sessions and although I was familiar with womb steaming it was kind of a thing where I was like oh, do I teach these white ladies about this stuff? I don't know. It was kind of the thing. So it's like something that I have culturally and like the blood and familiar with in that way but then there was like a like a nervousness, I think maybe, or resistance. Um even to this day my mom is like, why are you teaching these white ladies about this stuff? Like that's gonna end that's gonna end badly. Just yeah, that's like a I think a consciousness as a woman of color. (laughs) Um and then I have gone through like some crazy things of people just literally taking the words out of my mouth and like building a company with no desire to help me in my development in any way. Um and those have been very wounding experiences. I think that's what indigenous people are saying when they're like don't tell them about it. All they think is profit. But um when I was initially teaching it, I would say also too, when I was doing circle, even I would say, you don't go home and tell your partner about this. This is something that you do in the circle. It's a secret. That's what gives it the power. You hold it. That's whole practice. It's like holding the frequency inside, not like bah! spilling it out. That's how, um, yeah, power, power lessons in a way. So I was just hearing the downloads of the recipes. And then, um, that same time I'm studying, I'm doing a different apprenticeships. I started doing all the birth work, um, and then just started doing a lot of womb steams. A lot of women were saying like they want to have a baby and like infertility. Well, vaginal steaming is the same way to get the tea or the bath plants in your body, but it's like through the most direct source. So. At a certain point in the work, it's like, it's silly not to tell them to do that. Cause that's like, death dikes just the way to get it in. Do like the most absorbent tissues in your body, makes the most sense. And then I was like, okay, this is also like getting the work done faster. So it's like 10, I'm gonna give her like 10 bath series or like, shh, like one seam. So I was like, okay, it's like shh, the frequency can just go in. So then um, I think the thing that made it now seem really focused on birth is just the word of mouth power of one woman, doing a womb seam session with Jaguar Woman after doing like, I don't know, five years of IVF and paying thousands or whatever. And then I'm like, $200 for this interaction. Then she's pregnant. She's gonna definitely tell everybody about that. And then, so I think that's why like one session of those equals like a hundred sessions. Um, and like the of it like goes so much faster, but it's essentially the same work that I've always been downloading on, which is like these the plant medicine potion, the frequency and then um, it's very clear if it's a womb holder. Um, You put it into the body, then there's different ways and different effects at different times. The circle of light was the download of, and what's really only coming to pass now, but the woman's circle download with the womb steaming for me was us steaming at the same time in different locations with the same plant medicine potion um, in alignment with our bodies, and the cycle of the moon. So at peak new moon, that's why I do the new moon womb steam every month. But it's kind of, was, that was how that download originally came. It was like, I'm steaming. And then like, I always say, I just want to have one session with every womb on the planet. And then I can, that's, I'm, I'm done, I'm good. I just need one time. And then you, you catch the download and you like continue it. And it's mm. like, that's all. So yeah. I feel really wonderful when I don't have like repeat, repeat, repeat clients. You should be able to ride the
0: darshan juju. <laughs> I completely agree with you. Yeah. People are, you know, with me, I say, I just want to see you, you know, one to three times. If you need to, yeah. you're fine. But it, this isn't therapy. This is, let's do this. Get some homework. And yeah. You're fine, you know? Yeah. Um.
1: Because it's a, it's a different thing. You know, it's like when you do that healing work, you go in you like clean it out and then the thing that makes them come back which is how we've turned it into spiritual business empires is like you don't then fill up that hole so you just leave them feeling like they can feel the exorcism or whatever you want to call it but then it's like empty there so it's just it's going to get all filled up again and they come back but the true healer is going to like clean you out fill it all up with light
0: that's so so accurate and you go in peace. And then maybe they come back once every six months or, yeah. you know, like whenever. Check in because they love you
1: and it was a great interaction, you know? But not like with that same, like digging into the no. It's it's like, don't, it's that we, we have to resist um, the urge to turn it into a game. And we associate like creating profit and abundance from things with like doing this game, like getting them all. But it's all such a scarcity consciousness. There's mm-hmm. a million wounds. Just one time is good, you know? Yeah, that's one so time great. Um, so the point is also to empower. That's the frequency. I'm always saying the womb scene, it's emancipating you from the root. It's breaking the spell, you know? And so it's like now even more because everything is heightened, but why would I waste time almost doing any other thing when I can just do this thing? It's like, whoop, and womb, womb carrier is the life giver womb carrier is who prays and births all things into being. So it's not about whether I work with men or with women. I'm working with the one making the video game because I'm trying to change the whole thing, you know? And the most beautiful thing that a womb carrier can do for like all men is to is to steam and clean out the whole computer system so that she is creating from a higher Frequency the experiences that she's having who is birthing these men
0: that are abusing us later That's my book. That's oh my god. It's my my whole book. I just wrote about it I mean specifically in my third book alchemy of becoming but just about how we we not only you know We create them we marry them. We bury them We birth them and then we complain about it, but we created the whole scenario, right? Right, I just made this,
1: um, I just did this video thing for this doula program. And I was like, um, that's the whole point of stepping in to your like queen energy and and being like creator. It's taking responsibility for that whole picture, right? Um, So then nobody else is doing something to you. It's just like, why have you Why have you created this interaction in your reality? Right, exactly. Clean it out and then fill up the hole with flowers. So that's all I'm saying is like clean it out and then fill up the hole with roses. Because we have to fill up our own holes because like a void seeks to be filled by something. So the womb scene, it's like put the flowers. Then you'll stop putting like just random dicks in there. Put some rose petals and some lavender, and some mugwort, and some yarrow, and then walk around. That's the principles of, you know, like the womb egg work and that type of thing. Like stay filled up in your interactions so you're not like having this like black hole craving, any type of filling. And then also you're going to be creating from a place of fullness because everything is always about prosperity and abundance because that's like the It's a frequency, not anything to do with money. So like fill it up and then create from like an overflowing space. I talk about this with Reiki and stuff too, because everybody's, we do these like Reiki and you go from like zero to a million in like one weekend and that's fine. But the whole principles of energy healing have always been, you heal yourself first, you do your self positions over and over and over again, over and over and over again, over over and over and over again. That's level one. Because you can't push out from void and toxicity. You just actually like fill yourself up with flowers or with light, with energy, with whatever word you want to call it. Naturally, when you filled up all your holes, you'll begin to overflow. You just keep giving yourself light, giving yourself light, giving the light, giving the light, giving the light, filling up with flowers. You'll naturally begin to overflow. Once you begin to overflow,
0: then you're a healer now, right? It's a constant. I love it. You're just describing it like all my other podcasts. I'm always saying, "Love yourself, love yourself, love yourself," and you fill like, yourself up with flowers, girl. <laughs> and I love the roses because that's also the rose line of the women on this earth that are Mary Magdalene, mother, you know, Mother Isis, uh, you know, all the all the birthers. And that's the rose line. Oh, that's, beautiful! That's the Holy Grail
1: this is beautiful. You're just validating my downloads. Um,
0: yeah, it's the, yeah. the rose is the symbol of the Holy grail and of the women that hold the bloodline that will bring the high caliber children to earth.
1: Ah, That's
0: right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I've seen my babies also. I'm not yet. Um, it's interesting. I just, I was really excited to hear from you. I really always connect with the Guru Jagat tribe. It's really special. Um, yeah. I love my Kundalini ladies. It's wonderful. Um, Thank you for all that you taught me in this podcast. This was like a really great experience. So I do want to give you some love and say that. And I just feel a great and beautiful work that you're carrying, like the beautiful crystal in your hand and your eye, you know, and like deep in your body. And so you're carrying it with such grace that's why anything, once I go into jaguar mode and I start yelling, slow down, but you are moving through the world with such grace and such a high royal frequency and carrying this beautiful crystal as this like gift to us. And I feel that. And I resonate with that. Pritam Atma. And may you be blessed.
0: Um, and just so when when, when you give these um, womb steams, basically we can go on your website after you do... <clears throat> the sessions and then people will, you'll, you're going to send you a link. I send you a link. You send the link to the women. Okay. And you then, do? yeah. And
1: it will say Jaguar woman custom blend. And then all you do is like order it from Oshala. I on the back end communicate with Oshala, like exactly how I want it to get down or I go over there and do it myself. And then like you get
0: it in the mail. That's amazing. <coughs> and then can women do the, the steam with you if they're pregnant? Is there any w- reasons they can't do it?
1: <clears throat> yeah, I don't want you to steam if you're pregnant or if you feel that you're pregnant, although I have steamed women when they're wanting to more like induce, like they've been pregnant for a while mm-hmm. and they're feeling like it's like time. Um, then I have I have done steam work when you're very, very pregnant. But at the very beginning, like you right now, absolutely not. The computer system is already processing a lot of information at that time. So it's like adding a frequency of like herbal concoctions is not, it's like overload, you know, if that makes sense. So. Just it's a good time to not steam when you're pregnant. Um, Other than that, or if you think you might be, um, and the the premise of my work, how a lot of people are talking about yoni steaming and stuff now, I call it womb steaming for a specific reason. But um, the the part of the aspect that I'm bringing that is unique is the frequency of uniqueness. So I have the theory that like each womb is has unique needs at each time so there's not like a fertility scene that's going to work for everybody or like a protection blend it has to be something specific and special um so that's why i just only do like the session and then the custom blend that's what i feel that i'm here to add that's the unique thing that i'm here to add to women it's like exactly what plants you're needing when and how and specifically the ritual for you yeah
0: that's beautiful. Thank <laughs> you so
1: but much. people are always telling me, can you just sell a random blend? And it's like, no, America. <laughs> <That's not. laughs> no, that is my answer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's great. Sure, so. Thanks for sharing your wisdom. And I'll include everything about how to connect with Jaguar Woman on the bottom notes. And we love you so much. And you're, what you're doing is awesome and so in alignment with Mystical Motherhood. So I really appreciate it.
1: I love you. I hope I've made a bit of sense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love you too. Thank you. Vietnam. Vietnam. Bye-bye. Bye. I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. If you did, please leave a rating on iTunes or Podbean or wherever you're listening to this from. It really, really helps. If you want to buy either of my books, Mystical Motherhood or Fertile, you can go to Amazon and they're written under Pritam Atma. My newest book, Alchemy of Becoming, will be coming out in the next few months and I'm very excited about that. It's probably the best book out of the trilogy and in my opinion now and I will be continuing to have amazing guests on this podcast that enlighten you to look at your life in a totally different manner. I hope you enjoyed. And if you have any questions, reach out to me at www.mysticalmotherhood.com.